Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Rawcast this week. Uh, oh goodness, what day is it? The 22nd, 22nd of October 2013. Um, this week we'll be, as we always do, reviewing the uh, the goals. Uh, the big win over Sydney. We'll be previewing our Friday night fixture against Melbourne Victory. And we'll uh, have a bit of a chat about some of the news, I guess, um, yeah. that's going on in Brisbane Raw World. And... Uh, Take it from there and finish off with a quick fire five. Yep. So I guess without uh, further ado, I should also point out that you can see that we're in unfamiliar surroundings uh, this week. Unfamiliar uh, with you guys anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We're at Dave's house today um, through... Welcome to the Casa del Stewart. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Broadcast yeah. on location. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, we're branching out a little bit. Good. Um, excellent. Let's start with the game. So... Uh, Brisbane Raw played Sydney FC on Saturday night and we won. Yeah. Convincingly. 4 0. Very convincingly. 4 um, I'm going to throw it to you, Dave, first since it's your house. Uh, what did you think of the game? Give us a quick summation. A paragraph's worth, let's it say. It was bloody awesome. Yeah, I should have just it, asked for a sentence. I'll summarise it in a sentence. <laughs> it was great. Um, Brisbane had Brisbane's movement off on the ball and off the ball. Um, our our attacking uh, football was just our defensive football. Everything was just came together so nicely. And uh, and Sydney were at odds and ends the entire match. Um, even more so once Del Piero went off. And I don't think for us, which is encouraging, Barisha's absence really affected us too much which is really encouraging for the next few weeks, as we'll get onto a bit later on. I just want to pause you there, and I'm just going to ask a a bit of a very, very short answer question uh, um, for you. Uh, Were Brisbane good? Absolutely. Were Sydney bad? Just. Because that's kind of the debate, you know, what we're looking at, because Mm. it was such a comprehensive victory. Share your thoughts on what you felt... Um, was the dynamic there? Were, were Brisbane Raw that genuinely good, or were Sydney just quite exceptionally poor? Well, I'd compare it pretty favourably to the Raw's 5 0 win versus Melbourne at this time last year. Um, at that point, everyone had their questions about both sides, um, and Victory ended up having a very good run to finish the season. Mm. Went within one game of the A League Grand Final. And I feel that, you know, it, it may not take that much for Sydney to turn around. They've got a lot of good components. Um, the one thing I'll say they really have to do, though, is really not rely so much on Del Piero. We saw that very much in that opener against Newcastle, how much they needed him. Whereas once he went off on Saturday night, they really just couldn't get a rhythm and really no one was willing to step up. They lost mm. a focal point, didn't they? Because mm. he really is a focal point for them and everyone else moves around him. And the amazing thing is, is that Sydney are chock full of midfield leaders. You know, you've got yeah. guys like Garcia, Thompson, Carl Emerton, all guys who are extremely experienced, and no one seemed to want to take the game by the scruff of the neck and, the and thing, lead them. The thing that I'll pull you back on there, you just contrasted, or not contrasted, you compared it to the win last season, Melbourne 5-zip. Yep. That was eventually shown to be... A false dawn. A, a, yeah. a false dawn. What's so different about this? Um, well, I suppose... Is there anything different, or do you... Well, one thing I really compare it to is, I suppose, last pre-season, we were very average. Um, you know, we had that 6-2 loss uh, away to Adelaide. We had the 1-0 loss against Central Coast. Um, you know, we had a very patchy pre-season, mm. and really we went from sort of nothing in that Wellington home opener, suddenly a massive win 
in um, at Suncorp, whereas at least this time around, you know, we've now won our last six games against A-League opposition. That's a great way to start the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're scoring goals at will. We're controlling the midfield. We're getting good quality shots. Just all these little components that Mulvey is trying to get together and create a total team effort. Um, that, that's what we're seeing. I think also in that respect as well, we came into the start of last season expecting everything to still be like it was the season beforehand. Very much a continuation of the Postacoglu era going into the Rado Vitasic era. Mm. So we expected because it was just for, you know, a promotion for the assistant into the, into the head coach role that it was just going to be same, same Brisbane, you know, <clears throat> still dominating teams and whatnot. Yeah. As you said, we didn't have the most favourable preseason last season. And, you know, they were really motivated to beat Melbourne, given the, uh, the history with Andrew Postacoglu. Of course, we're still motivated to beat Sydney. Mm. But, well, and, I don't... And there wasn't that, components, yeah. Yeah, and, but there wasn't that added element of the fact that we were waiting for... Uh, we, were, we were trying to prove a point to an ex-manager. We yeah. were just wanting to beat Sydney. Yeah. Also, I think the fact we came off a win in Wellington, a really good last-minute win, kind of builds that confidence as well. Mm. Whereas the season beforehand, our first game was against Perth. In Perth, we lost that game 1-0, and... We saw that as kind of the Melbourne game was kind of bouncing back from that, okay, now we're ready to go on. Whereas we're in the process of thinking, well, we are going on. We're yeah. in, that rate, in that movement of, of dominating teams already. So. Yeah. And I'll uh, just cut it now to just show uh, folks at home. We've compiled a short highlights clip of the goals. Um, and if we continue, I guess, to, to, to talk about that, after this clip, um, yeah, uh, right. So, uh, thanks for for watching that one. Actually, I shouldn't be thanking you. You're already watching. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> and, if, and if you're listening to this, you should probably watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Jump on YouTube, yeah. watch the film clip, and um, everything else we've got in store as well. Absolutely. Yes. So after we've just seen that highlight. Uh, real Dave, what is your standout goal of the match, and why? Well, for me, the the biggest goal, the, the most important goal, uh, sorry, the most impressive goal, I should say, was probably Jade North's goal. Simply because we've recovered that uh, high on, high up the pitch uh, from shutting down their their defender. Um, Matt Mackay's been on the ball quickly to recover it, and Jade North, who was already in an attacking position in the first place, made a fantastic run, a striker's run, mm. really. Um, and he's he's tucked it away on an angle, which you know, it's not an easy finish that that Jade North you know put away, but he's tucked it away brilliantly. Um, that was for two reasons: one, a really it killed the game; it, it destroyed any chance of Sydney actually getting back. You know, three 0 just before half time, all over Red Rover. But it also proved, it also showed that uh, you know aside from what we're doing on the ball, we're doing a lot of things right off the ball as well, impressing. Their, their defence high up the pitch, currently forcing those turnovers to, to give us the position where we can actually cause a threat further up the park instead of having to build up all the time. So that for me was probably the uh, the probably the standout goal for me. Yep. And uh, what about the same question directed towards you, Adam? Well, the goal that really well impressive? the goal that impressed me was our second one, but on Riquet, the one in the 39th minute. Um, obviously, with uh, Bess going off so early, I was a bit worried. Um, you know, well, first of all, whether Enrique could could competitively play out the final or so, sixty four minutes of play. 
Um, it was it was a great use of movement around the box. Um, Broish's ability to get Mackay with that short corner. Mackay with a, with what at the time seemed like a very seems speculative almost. Yeah, especially given how many players were in the box. Mm. But for Franić, see, normally in the past a player would sort of like bring it down, control it, and then pass it in. But for him to instinctively diving header across the box and Enrique to have that notion to be there and to sort of well, what would you call it? Groin it in? Yeah, pelvic thrust it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pelvic <laughs> thrust goal was was very good placement. I don't, I don't know if you know if even Best might have been able to tap it in. It was a very instinctive yeah, yeah. Um, uh, maneuver by Enrique. But I, I put a lot of credit down to Franich's first touch, which often you don't sort of lot of see. You know, some players sort of get the ball in the box and they just want to hold and hold and hold. Whereas he knew the quickest thing was to just fire it across the line and see what happens. So it was good for Enrique to get that goal and get the confidence. There you go. Oh, so um, actually, just just off that as well, and, uh, just on the first goal, very quickly, um, Matt Smith obviously rose up, nodded away the first one for us to give us the lead. Uh, you could kind of see, I watched the replay back uh, the, yesterday as well, and you could kind of see that coming almost, because we had two, one or two attacks prior to that where uh, we're putting the ball in from a distance from a free kick or a corner, and Matt Smith was getting up quite a lot of headers. In the penalty area, he was really attacking the ball. And at the time, at the game, because it was the other end of the den for me, I couldn't really kind of tell that he was doing that a lot often. But watching the game back from the vantage point of the Fox Sports cameras, you could really tell that Matt McCoy, uh, Matt, McCoy, Matt Smith was uh, was really looking to attack each and every opportunity he could. Mm, mm. So the first goal was, I mean, aside from us wearing down Sydney, first goal was really one that uh, was... Uh, being worked towards for quite a long period of time during that game by Matt Smith and probably even say Jade North to a degree as well. But um, but yeah, I think the first goal was a it came as a result of constant threat and kind of wearing down Sydney to the point where they just couldn't jump as much as he could at that time. Yep, mm. absolutely. Uh, and kind of on that as well, I'll just ask. Um, <coughs> The first time that uh, Brisbane Royal legend Matt Mackay has taken the field um, in a in a senior appearance. Yeah. Um, what was your impression of his performance? Um, very impressed, actually. The thing that intrigued me was the fact that they were playing him a lot of times as left back and having Shane run up the left wing. I thought that gave a, a different dynamic. Um, I was very impressed with how. Um, Matt absorbed the attack and how Shane was. Uh, He's had plenty of practice thanks to Holger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> not a new I mean, position. Ob- yeah, him. I mean, obviously there was a lot of temptation for Mulvey to return Maddie back to his natural midfield spot, but I thought it was a nice little touch for Mike to say, "Well, okay, well Matt will play as left back to continue on where you've been during the international week, and Shane will give you a bit of a run on left wing." And it certainly gave us that, that crucial ability down the left hand side to unlock Sydney a lot of times because they were very vulnerable mm. down the right, but. In an overall capacity, it's great to have Matty back. He's going to add a lot to the team and a lot of flexibility, whether we want to play him defensively or in the mid. And uh, what did you make of the prodigal son's return? I think he uh, he adds that little bit extra to our midfield. Um, a little bit of tactical now, so which, which we might miss when we have Yeboa playing in there as we did the week beforehand. Um, his movement off the ball and his eye for a pass, whether it be just moving, moving the opposition around is second to none in Brisbane's in Brisbane's lineup. Mm. Um, you know the trio of also the midfield of uh, you know Franich, Broish, Miller, Bratton, and Mackay uh, is the best midfield in the A League. Yep. And you know take one part of that; it's still a quality midfield. But put Mackay back in, and put one, that part back in, and it's 
a second and none, you won't find a better better midfield in the A-League. Mm. Yep, excellent. And I guess moving on ever so slightly from the match talk, we're going to get into more statistics talk. Adam, yeah. take it away. You've prepared some uh, statistics from the match that you uh, yeah. you uh, would like to share with the viewers. Yeah, well, first of all, um, I'll go with the home opener stat. Um, for the fourth consecutive year, um, Brisbane Raw have opened up their home campaign with a win and more importantly, uh, open up their home campaign with a clean sheet which is um, very important. It helps sort of set Brilliant. the tone. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. Now, the second stat I've got here regard uh, Jade North, of course. It's very rare you see him get on the, the score sheet as well. So that, so that was his ninth career goal for a guy who's been playing for 15 years. Um, that's the second goal he scored of all time at Suncorp Stadium and the first since 2000, which is quite an amazing Stat back in his uh, early days with the Brisbane Strikers. Mm. Mm. And the final stat I've got regards uh, our super goalkeeper, Michael Theo. And this was one I just found purely by chance. Um, the last seven home openers that he's played, he's had clean sheets in all of them. With the exception, maybe, of Norwich. Yes, exactly. Last, yeah. last A-League. Yes. A-League. A-League, yes, yes. Which, uh, Don't mention Colchester to him and everything will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, it's an amazing stat as well. And obviously it's testament to the great defensive teams he's been with, and it's that ability of him to want to lift when he's at home. So, yep. yeah, so it's very interesting statistics. Let's but, keep telling this our first home game of the year and everything will be sweet. Then. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've also got some stats here that, that Dave raised. Do you mind if I raise? Yeah, go points? for your life, yeah. Go for your life. Yeah, no, so for Sydney, that's their third biggest losing margin. Yep. Um, mm. Of course, behind, uh, well, that Melbourne victory 5-0 in the early season. And, uh, and that's... We mentioned there as well the 7-2 that they lost to Central Coast last season mm, yeah. about a year ago yeah and of course and that was the biggest win for us versus Sydney at home and, and how great is it to beat you know your, your, your hated rival at home I think I put it up there with that 4-0 versus Gold Coast a couple of seasons ago mm. if you're going to beat your derby rival beat them properly that's it. Um, and that's about it really the other one I wanted to bring up, and, and uh, we don't have any sort of footage or, or anything of like this, but that in about the 67th minute, um, Enrique was denied a penalty due to an offside call. Now, subsequent replays have actually shown Enrique was onside by about 20, 30 centimetres, a little under half a metre, and Yanyetovic didn't actually collect the ball. He collected uh, Enrique's legs. Now, it wouldn't have been a red card by any means, maybe a yellow card, but... Mm. But the initial offside call was so wrong in the first place. It's denied Enrique an opportunity to, to grab his second, blow out that that statistic we've just read out by that little bit more. Yep. So, I mean, great scheme of things probably doesn't make too much of a difference. You know, we've still won 4-0. It's still a massive win. Yeah, well, in fact, well, Boris gets our fourth anyway. Boris gets our fourth anyway. Exactly right. So by that stage, it was 3-0 and we were, we were dominating play still. But I just thought it was interesting to note that, um, you know, in a weekend in the A-League where referees had the spotlight on them, uh, as easy as this game may have seemed, there was one or two instances where they still haven't managed to to, to make the right call. This situation just maybe less less of an impact as than what it might have made. Mm. In and a I guess game. I guess moving on from that, the big news out of the game is uh, Bessar Barisha, mm. who has uh, sustained a, a cut, not a calf, a hamstring, hamstring mm. pull tear. Is it hamstring injury? Hamstring I'm not injury. really sure. I don't think it's a full tear. It might only be a 
a very minor tear if it is the case if he's only out for a week and not six. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're not going to see um, Besser line up against the, the victory. Um, and possibly not against Melbourne Heart a week later. So Hart's a, a, a toss-up. It depends on how well he recovers uh, is what I've, been, mm. what I've heard. And, ob- and obviously how well we play without him on Friday night. Exactly. So. Yep. Well, there's obviously going to be... F- 15 days between the Sydney game and the Hart game. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Fingers crossed. Um, Yes. So we may as well move smack bang on to the next game. Um, Melbourne victory uh, away. uh, Etihad Stadium, 6.30pm kickoff Brisbane time. That means that it's a 7.30pm kickoff local Melbourne time. Mm -hmm. uh, This Friday, the 25th of the 10th, 2013. And of course, a quick reminder, this will be the SBS2 live Friday night game. So so if you don't have Fox Sports, uh, tune in to SBS2. First time Brisbane's on free-to-air TV. First time Brisbane Roars, well, since... Yeah, ever. 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 Yeah. Ever. Amazing. Adelaide United <laughs> might be able to hide, hold that thing, and I guess Brisbane through some kind of very weird Hollandia Anala, old Phillips Soccer League, mm. SBS highlight show days, maybe. A bit but, of a stretch, maybe. But, but yeah. A bit of a yeah. stretch, yeah. Um, right, let's talk about the match, because these are probably the two toughest, with maybe the exception of the Wanderers, and they had a pretty poor showing. Mm. Um, or even the exception of the Phoenix, who had a pretty strong showing. It's, mm. it's hard to say. It is early days. But these are, on paper, the two mm. strongest teams. Absolutely. Uh, Adam, let's chat about that. Who is going to win? Uh, well, this is going to be a very sort of tough game from both accounts. I mean, obviously, Brisbane... I suppose we don't want to fall into the patterns we had last year after that Melbourne victory game, so this will be a fantastic litmus test for the team. Um, being without Borussia is going to put a bit of a pressure on other players in our attacking squad, but as we've seen already, we've had six different goal scorers amongst these six goals. We're the only team with a perfect record. So, so we enter Melbourne, I think, in the best situation possible. Mm-hmm. Um, our injury impact is minor. Um, we're not giving away cheap fouls so, so far, you know, we, we've got a good team unit and team ethic. Yep. For Melbourne victory, um, all the conjecture regarding Ains Posh to Coglu's possible appointment to be the Socceroos manager is going to be an interesting background aspect. I don't think it'll be that bad. Um, the fact that victory have Kevin Musket as their assistant coach, I think stands them in incredibly good stead. If anything, if they do end up elevating Musket, it might give them a bit more grit. Um, there's a lot of players in that Melbourne Victory team that really have opportunities to step up. Um, Thompson had a very poor game against Adelaide. I think Tracy has been a fantastic pickup for Victory. Nichols is sort of bubbling under the surface, so this could, could be his awakening. Mm. Um, Barbarossa has also been quiet as well. Questions about Mark Milligan. There's so many pieces of Melbourne Victory that I'm curious to see how they now come up against uh, Brisbane Raw. Um, obviously, uh, Melbourne themselves have, have the city have had a couple of big matches in recent weeks. Um, this this has all the makings of a of a, of a blockbuster. Um, it's going to be hard to really separate the teams. Though. There's so many good attacking options and so many good team units. Yeah, it'll be going. it'll be good fun to watch. Uh, Dave, what's your take on the uh, on the the battle? It'll be a really interesting contest, and I think the thing you mentioned before about Ange Postecoglou is really going to be 
maybe a, a motivating factor for Melbourne if this is in fact his last game. Uh, say they know he's getting the job, but they're giving him this last game. This could be the the reverse of what we had last year with our five 0 smashing of them. It could be well, a demotivator as well, Mike. It you. could be a demotivator as well, but traditionally, I mean. Depend, I suppose it depends on how they all take it. They may use it as a motivation, say let's do it one more time for Ange if he's, you know, if they're really buying into what he's doing. And imagine Nichols and Barbarousas would be because you know they've gone back to the manager they once had that won them championships. It's a good laugh on behalf of that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, you've also got you know the idea that maybe Kevin Musk will be filling in. So they might be wanting to prove themselves for, for positions. They might see it as a chance to. To push their push them yeah, for a spot. Yeah. I, I so who knows? Pretty hard that Kevin Musk it would take over from Andrew. If he does hold, even on a temporary and... basis, you, you'd think he'd, he'd probably be in there at least. Oh yeah, on game. a temporary basis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, keep in mind, Musket's been the assistant under what was it? He was at, uh, under Jurakovic, Pilkington, and Pilkington. Oh, who was that English guy that took over those last? Um, little, yeah, he was from Ipswich Town. Yeah, um, something yes. Ellington, Ellington or Pilkington was it? Well, who knows? That shows you how memorable he was. You guys can tell us on Facebook. You guys can let us know on Facebook. There you go. Um, There's our mystery question of the week. There you go. Oh, Um, P.S., by the way, um, even Franjic is a Croatian. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. That's that's the mystery question (laughs) from last week. Um, But, yeah, so I guess that would be one part of it, the the motivation for the players with the Antipostofoglu being up in the air sort of things. For a Brisbane point of view... It's, it's steady as she goes. Keep it as it is. If we keep yep. playing the way we're playing, regardless how well Melbourne's playing, you hope that we would still win this game. I'm going to be down there for this game, so I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. Mm. But, uh, I'm not. Yeah, so you guys, that's right, you watch it on TV. Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing I'll, that. <laughs> I'll be on freeway, freeway TV the, the hotel first time as well. Mm. Yeah, do that. Drink specials and the Dan's Official Pub. Yeah, yes. get down there and, and I'll wait. You're going to be at the hotel? Yes, I will be. Sensational. Yeah. No, I'll yes. be there. But, um, and, if you, and if you see a guy called Ashley Wynn, it's his birthday, buy him a drink. Yeah, there you go. Happy birthday, Ash. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in, in regards to that, I mean, if we keep going the way we're going, hopefully it'll just be steady as she goes. Get an early goal, I think. I think that's probably the big thing. If we can get an early goal, whether it be from your boa, midfield, defence, Theo, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Anyone, if we can get an early goal, it'll put Melbourne on the back foot, and I don't think we'll capitulate as much as Adelaide United did. Yeah. Unfortunately, with early goals, we won't have the benefit of uh, Barisha getting a red card from uh, Kovic in the first minute. Like, what was that? Two yeah, three yeah, years ago? yeah, that's right. That won't happen, ah, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't be that I brutal. That was a crazy start. Four goals yeah. in 20 minutes. Let's hope Kovic gets sent off in the first minute anyway. Yeah, for the Wanderers, we don't care where he's at. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a Wanderers mm. now. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Nathan Coe, isn't it? Yeah, that's mm. the one. All right, moving on. Um, moving on, we may as well just get kicking with the quick. Fire 5 this week. Uh, nice. Dave, take it away. Yeah, well, we had a few questions this week, so thanks to everyone that sent in questions. We really had uh, a lot of response this week, so we've had... So uh, for the first time, I think we've actually got more than five. We've got around about 15. I know. So, <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't get their question asked, we'll maybe chuck a couple in there, make quick fire six or seven yeah. at the end of it. But or if maybe we'll answer on the website, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll save some for later. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, we'll uh, we'll start on the on the five that I've, I've picked out as uh, some of the, the key ones. So, this is in reference to match day experience, I guess. Uh, Brisbane Raw have a new program. Uh, it's a free program. It's a new look one. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but do you think the content has, content has suffered at all? Oh, not really. I mean, it's um. I mean, I don't mind sort of. 
free, well, anything really. And if anything gives a nice little um, bit of details to everything. I mean, I suppose it's an interesting sort of um, aspect of program culture. You know, it's not going to be like the AFL record. It's not going to be... Uh, very thick and you know, yeah. sixty-four pages every time. So, brief but answer is not really correct. Cool. <laughs> See, I would argue that it has, as a devout collector of the of the Match Day magazine from last season. Um, <laughs> oh, you go way back. Yeah, all the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing with that is that uh, you know, Brisbane's probably always been a little bit thin on on Match Day literature. Um, what I would probably say is that yes, it has suffered. Um, now that it, I don't know, it, it, it's good that it's free, but there wasn't anywhere near the content, the articles, the that that I that I found with the the first. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's a little bit thin on uh, on content. Um, uh, shout out to Finn who plays a little fun fact section in there as well now though but aside from that it was pretty pretty bare in terms of yeah. pickings I suppose that's what you get though well, we can write articles yeah. I mean, hell, yeah. that, that's what you get though I suppose when you're trading, trading things for free for a purchased yeah. purchased article yeah. so, but I suppose the question was how was the old program selling maybe that was the problem it just wasn't that shifting that could be it they may not and I should point out that one's from Sam Rowan so thanks Sam but they're still putting out something yeah exactly so, which is important know, they're still putting money on printing mm. so you know yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, uh, second question from Nick Webb, and I thought this was interesting just because uh, Enrique's only really had one one run this season. Uh, but do you think Enrique is past it, or is he just not match fit? That's mm. from Nick Webber. I'm going to answer this first. Enrique is not past it, nor is he not match fit. I mean, the man's run his guts out at Wellington, and then mm. he's scored a goal. I don't know where all this Enrique aid is coming from, mm. but it it kills me. It it really gives me the pip. Um, yeah. Because I think that Enrique is one of the best forwards in the A-League. A bit of an outrageous statement. Ooh. But I don't been think... Dreaming Sean Dobson again, I don't, <laughs> I don't think... I don't think um, Enrique as a forward, or just as a player, can be judged solely on his attacking efforts because what happens when Enrique loses the ball uh, the the ball goes back you know whoever we're playing passes it back you know brings it in Enrique will bust his guts to get down the other end of the field he will bypass the midfielders he will go straight into defense and and do something about it um, that's what I think the measure of Enrique is. Not to mention, he's still clearly capable of getting himself into position and scoring goals. Exactly. Adam, your quick version of that. <laughs> Adam's just done an, uh, has done an Adam there, so I'll make yeah. you do yeah. A few weeks ago, I would have said past it, and I would have worried. Now, we are seeing the value he brings to the team, so he's not past it. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with Barisha out this Friday. And what he does with the start. So... Maybe he's only been bench fit. Now let's see if he's starter fit. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I don't think he's past it by any means. I think he's been fantastic the last few weeks. Um, especially, I think he had a point to prove at, at Olympic. Mm. Saying I think he's proven that well and truly. Um, I think it's just a case of building up the match fitness. But even then, he's he's getting there very quickly. So. Third question. Uh, now, this is a bit of a funny one as well, which and I, I picked this out specifically uh, from one of our regular contributors, Christopher Bogoski. So thanks for this one, Chris. Um, are we a better team without Barisha, given the speed of, of our pay 
of our play, passing game is much better, uh, much faster with him off the field. So they're basically saying that you know we're a quicker, more slick team without Barisha. Um, do you think we're a better team without Barisha on the pitch, Adam? Um, it's changed our focal point attack. It's previously with Barisha on the field, he was very much the focal point. Mm. Now, as we've seen versus Sydney, teams are going to have to watch every single play we've got out there. So I think that's where the loss of Barisha is going to change us. Last year we didn't have second or third scoring options. Now suddenly everyone else is going to. So briefly, step up. Though, would you say we're better without we're, him in the we're, squad? We're better. We're, better. We're better. Okay, Jack. Um, I believe this year's iteration of the Brisbane Raw. It's too early to tell. I don't see how Barisha slows our play simply because he is the target man. I mean, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but my opinion is it's not necessarily a case of better or worse. I think it's just a case of different. Yeah, exactly. Which is, yeah. which is good because yep. that changes how they defend against us as well. But yeah. I don't think the play is necessarily slow because the can the, all the play behind Barisha is doing exactly what it yeah. is, and then passing on Barisha. Barisha's you know mm. you can't really slow it or speed it up when you're kind of pretty much the lone striker nowadays. Yeah, mm. cool. Um, yeah, uh, and, and the fact he does have to drop as deep means you know hopefully less running for him. So. Exactly. So there's a chance to slow it up, maybe. Exactly. Uh, fourth question. Uh, it's from Warwick Betts. So thanks, Warwick. Uh, one of our regular contributors as well. What do you make of Mulvey's bench rotation policy? For example, no Yeboah this week to give Brandon Petrarchos game time. Chad? Uh, to be fair with that, Petrados was potentially out injured last week, or was that Ferreira? Could be both. Could be both. Either way, I thought that's what that was all about. Um, I don't know. I don't really think it's it's uh, it's a bench rotation policy. Again, it's way too early in the season to see if there's a policy in place. Yeah, exactly. I think perhaps it could be a case that uh, we were looking at a more defensive and midfield kind of structure um, or looking to give reinforcements to that, especially considering Matty Mackay just got off a billion-hour flight yeah. um, and, you know, potentially with that as opposed to Yeboah you know I think obviously next week now that we're going to be Barisha deficient yep um, of course we're going to see Yeboah yep and or Enrique on the bench yep mm. so cool. um, I think I think the bench rotation reflected the matches that we needed to play um, I think we needed to have more attacking variety based on the notion of we might not have had Mackay so that's why I sort of felt and it's interesting comparing us to Sydney you know we packed our bench with pretty much all forwards and Sydney just went with a bunch of midfielders and defenders so mm. that, that showed the difference what they said it's my mm. answer yeah pretty simple uh, the fifth one here from Patrick Lindsay and this is actually in reference to the uh, pre-match uh, element of, of the day uh, are you guys from, there? yeah yes, I was, I was there yeah yeah uh, so from Hotel LA the Den actually had a pre-match march and he just wants to know was it good or was it bad so you weren't there were you checking? well I was there I was up I was at the, were you guys at the front I was up near the front yeah, yeah I was towards the back because I was towards <laughs> the back because I bloody staggered into the toilet came out and everyone's <laughs> like I'm like was it was a party going <laughs> and then Kate's like hey the march and I'm like oh god I'm uh-uh. drink my beer and stuff yeah anyway so I was towards did, the back did, didn't you get the memo yeah, yeah, yeah. oh I knew it was, oh, okay. I knew it was coming yeah I knew it was coming but it was like eh, whatever it's ten past we'll probably get out of here yeah. like 20 past or something um yeah no it was good I enjoyed it yeah mm. it was good my only issue is is that um 
we we need to be able to walk down the road because there's just not enough space on the footpath. Even just walking back up. We did up. walk down the road, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, well, theoretically, we weren't supposed to. No. What happened? <laughs> did anyone get in trouble from that? No, no, no. We were quite fine. It was just, yeah, there was cars behind us where they were. There was a cop car that overtook us. Mm. You remember that? Yes, they do. Yeah, but he kept going on. He didn't stop or anything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I thought it was great. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah, I think it was probably bigger than what we would have expected because it was Sydney. Yeah. So, you know, Melbourne Heart and... On a Sunday afternoon, Sunday 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 yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, how we're able to continue. It'll be like it. us walking down the street, linking yeah. arms, like <laughs> yeah, it won't necessarily be half the street long. It might be a couple of rows back. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, it was great. I loved Good vibes, it. And, twilight, uh, nice. Yeah, builds builds the entry into the stadium and the and the home end really nicely. Hmm. Um, now, like I said, we had a lot of other questions here. Um, some rhetorical, some not so. Um, some of the rhetorical ones, such as Rick James. Rick James Evans uh, is the reason Enrique's been away for so long is because he's been perfecting his pelvic thrust goal scoring technique and he's been watching Rocky Horror Picture Show just uh, doing the time warp a few hundred times I dare say he probably has been I think he just likes pelvic thrust to be honest yeah well Uh, one from Joy uh, Robin uh, Robenta Uh, can we change your bowler's name to Year Boy Um, Probably not, but I mean, put it to Kwame and see how you go. Oh, yeah, if we can change Julius Doe's name to Julius Doe or Davies, his name Davies. That's yeah, right. or yeah. Jado. Hey, he's still even in the squad. Yes, but I think he's, he's more used, of youth. Yeah. Isn't he? yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Uh, and we can all, do it to you. Well, <laughs> a few other ones. Uh, Andrew Hardman threw a couple in there. Is Mulvey better than Edge? Statistics say yes. To be seen. Uh, Current yeah. form will we be competitive in Asia? That's an interesting yeah. one because I would have said last time, like, we're going to beat everyone. Like, we're going to make the Club World Cup and then yeah. pull down the pants of Barcelona <laughs> at it. Uh, yeah, that didn't really turn out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, based on previous experience, I would say no. Again, only Actually, that's, that's probably one I will, we will address here, just as a final, final bonus question. You've already given your answer. Do you think current form would be good in Asia? Competitive in Asia? Well, I've had a chance to watch a few J-League matches in the off-season. Um, yeah, it depends what Asia against Cambodia, maybe. Yeah, well... And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, Phnom Penh power, watch out. Um, I, I always think the litmus test are going to be the J-League squads. Obviously, that's the kind of form we're trying to replicate. Despite the fact K-League keep winning the... Uh, mm. K-League teams keep winning the... Yeah, true. Champions yeah, League. they do manage to grind out results. Um... It's a tricky oh, yeah, one. It's, it's actually, hard. You know what? I apologise, Andrew. That's a fantastic question. I didn't include it originally. I, but. I will get a better idea as to how we can perform in Asia once I've seen Wanderers, Mariners, and possibly Victory in next year's ACL yeah. campaign. Yeah, I'm it's like, way too early. Because there are three good coaches well, there and three good styles. Out, that's not what he's asking. That's that's the mistake I made. But in current form... Too. In current form... That's what he's asking. If where we're playing at the moment, would we be competitive? I'd say, yeah, competitive. More Would we win? Maybe not. I think we'd be more competitive than our ACL campaign. Well, the most recent one against Borium. Don't get chased. Oh, yeah, I actually know. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually forgot I, that. I think it's probably like the same, same sort of, maybe a little bit better than our, our full campaign that we had the first time around. Mm. There you go. And to finish it off, uh, predictions last week. Uh, no we, one got no one got, <laughs> no one got anything. No one got anything. Whatever. So what are we doing? First goal scorer. Oh, we can combine those two into one. Who's the yeah. first goal scorer for We're the Melbourne victory in the... In the first, uh, first goal scorer again in the, in the victory Brisbane game. Um, I'm going to say... Enrique. Uh, yeah, Enrique. Ivan Franich in front of his hometown oh, fans. Franich yeah, to been. step up. He, he disappointed yeah. me. No, I'm going to go with Enrique. I'm going to go with mm. Enrique. All right. Uh, and and, uh, and the, the result. result. Would you guys pick the score, Adam? <sighs> raw to victory one. 2-0 to Raw. 
Victory getting blocked out at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I, I think it's going to be a goal fest. I'm going to be 3 2 to Brisbane. Mm. There you go. So there we go. That's the predictions. That's the quick fire five. And so um, um, that yeah. is the raw cast. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. You'll see us again next week where we uh, will probably the, be in a different room again. <laughs> we, we preview the heart game, all these Melbourne teams. Yeah. Um, we'll go from yeah. there. Anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks, gents. Thanks, gents. See you, gents. See you later. Watching. Thank you so much.